This podcast is sponsored by Marie Mur. Marie Mur is one of my all-time favorite lingerie and leather accessories brand with a strong message of claiming each person's right to their body. This brand is all about self-love, body positivity, and openness to one's own bold and kinky desires. What is sexual energy? What's the purpose of sex? It's such an overwhelming thing, but why is talking about it so taboo? Why does it make us feel so uncomfortable? And where do all this shame and guilt come from? Should I question my practices? Or maybe do I have some healing to do? Hi everyone, my name is Isabella Delacroix. Welcome to my podcast, Inner Travels, and to the constant questions that rumble in my head. Do you remember the first time you were confronted to sexual energy and how you reacted to it? Were you surprised? Were you shocked? Were you aroused? Were you ashamed? Was it pleasing? Was it painful? I think our first encounter with sexual energy is a real milestone. I realized my perspective on sex has changed in each of the countries I lived in because I've always been influenced by the beliefs and practices of the people surrounding me, like everyone does. I remember when I was 14, I was sick of this narrow-minded, privileged society I was living in. So I left my parents in Switzerland to go live with my grandmother in Colombia to see something new because I wanted to understand where I come from, what my cultural roots are. And people in Colombia are very open. They like to dance, to laugh, to share. They have this thing called calor humano. And I discovered how everyone was already so sexually mature compared to Europe. If I had stayed in Switzerland, I probably wouldn't have opened up that young. Because when I lived in Colombia, I was influenced by new paradigms. At that time, I wasn't having sex. But I was feeling sexual. I was flirting with words, glimpses, kisses, dancing, and just being playful in such an ambiguous way. I was exploring physical attraction, seduction, flirt, and it was all very spontaneous. You know, when you're 14, you're just getting out of that very innocent period of your childhood and entering that very intense period where you discover an overwhelming palette of sensual emotions. Music is a really important aspect of our culture. So even though we were really young, we would still party every weekend. And I remember the first party I ever went to. <laughs> I was literally sitting on a chair the whole time because I was so scared when people came to ask me to dance. You know, Colombians, they really like reggaeton. And the way we dance is basically 
grinding, rubbing against each other or twerking. And I remember being shocked because we were 14 years old. And for me, it was just really intense. Everyone was kissing with everyone. Some people would go to the toilets together and people were really easygoing about the fact that they were already having sex at such a young age. I'm glad I was living in Colombia at the dawn of my teenage years, but I'm happy I didn't stay there longer. Because even if young people seem free, Colombian society is so sexually repressed by the church that I think it ends up creating more imbalances, frustrations, and primal behaviors in people's heart. Add to that frustration how taboo sex is, that there's a huge lack of education. It's not thought in schools, and parents don't openly talk to their kids about sex-related issues. If I grew up in Colombia, I wouldn't have been taught by my family how to protect myself from unwanted pregnancies, from sexual diseases, and I wouldn't have been taught how to respect my body. I just would have been taught how to hide myself. And that's why I'm glad I started to explore sex when I moved to Australia. Because the people surrounding me were so open-minded, free-flowing, emancipated from social restrictions, rebellious against established conceptions on relationships. Moving to Melbourne is when I started my adventure in trying to understand my meaning and purpose of human connection and intimacy. I remember the first time I had sex in Australia. It honestly broke a lot of the codes I had been programmed with. And I unlearned my internalized shame because I had a lot of preconceived ideas, fears, restrictions, partly coming from the Catholic education I received. So my first time in Melbourne was with this cute boy I went to school with. We were really tight, really loving and caring about each other, but we were friends, just friends. He lived in a really big house and he often had parties where everyone would stay over. And at one of those parties, I slept in his bed while two other friends were sleeping on the floor next to us. I was so innocent thinking we wouldn't have sex because other people were in the room. But then I started to hear some weird noises next to me and I realized our two friends on the floor were all going wild. And then my friend turns around, grabs my face and starts kissing me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is this really gonna happen? I decided to try the best I could to stop overthinking and let the present moment be. And that was a huge stepping stone in my life because I had so many blockages with boys and for what other people would think of me. I thought I would be judged as a whore. At the time, I didn't ask myself where that feeling of shame and guilt came from. And I remember that the next day, I was so scared to get out of the bedroom and face our other friends from the party that were sleeping in the living room and that 
obviously heard the four of us. We were young and stupidly loud, so they knew what had happened. I was 16 at the time, and just as my first party in Colombia, when I saw people dancing and was reflecting my fears on them, this time, I felt so ashamed. Not for what I did, but for what I thought other people would think of me. I thought people would think I was a bad person, and I was convinced that I would lose friends. And I was shocked. I was shocked of people's reaction. Because no one gave a damn. No one gave a single damn. They casually mentioned it and laughed about it. But I didn't become the slut I thought people would think of me. I just had a great night. I didn't disrespect anyone. I didn't hurt anyone. I was just happy. And I figured out that was a normal thing in Melbourne. Because people were more free of social norms and constructs. I mean, I remember one day I had a picnic in Carlton Gardens and one of my friends told me that three of the guys she had a relationship with were there. They were all friends, they all knew what was going on and everyone was happy of having this kind of open relationships. That's when I started questioning monogamy and when I started to break that obsessive idea that monogamy means love and love means monogamy and in the absence of monogamy there is not love but I realized these two concepts aren't necessarily the same thing for some people love is a feeling monogamy is a rule there's a show on Netflix called explained and there's This really interesting episode about monogamy and it says, I quote, that monogamy is a made-up construct, a way to enforce gender roles and social order. It says that for the first time in history, we are trying to develop relationships that are not based on women's status economic and legal dependence on men or men on women's bodies for the purpose of procreation. Everyone has a right to their own beliefs, but I think that we don't question enough what we've been taught. I think that we're so conditioned that our parents and our cultural beliefs are forced into us from birth, that most of us aren't even aware of why we behave in certain ways. As human societies evolve, so will human sexuality. So I think it's no longer about what kind of relationships we should have in the modern world. It's about designing the kind of relationships we want to have. Humans may not have evolved to be sexually monogamous, but we have evolved to be adaptable. It's all about communication, honesty to oneself and to our partner. I think neither monogamy nor polygamy should be forced to anyone. Our surroundings influence us so much. Isn't it better to surround ourselves with people that inspire us to get out of our comfort zone? People that truly support our growth and accept us in our self-discovery journey. I miss you guys. Neve, Gabe, Aiden, Clancy, Estelle. 
I'm sending you all my love from Paris and I just want to tell you guys that you were so important for me. I am forever grateful for all we've shared. I love you so much. <laughs> Living in Australia was by far the most beautiful experience of my life because that's where I discovered my inner freedom. That's where I tested my own limits. That's where I gained confidence. That's where I learned to love myself for what I am. And when it comes to sex, that's where I learned how to stop being scared and ashamed. And where I opened my mind to stop judging people for their sexual orientation, their practices, or the number of their partners. But it's also where I met someone that taught me another really important lesson. In Australia, I met the first person that showed me a new dimension about sex that is not just about physical attraction, about fun, about pleasure, and satisfying our body's needs. He showed me the deeply emotional dimension of sex and a way to explore in a more mature way what intimacy is and <laughs> oh my god the way we started flirting was so memorable it's the kind of thing that I will never forget about my youth it was his birthday party and after people sing him happy birthday I just came out of nowhere and kissed him in front of everyone And the thing is, we had never talked before. I was just drunk and spontaneously did that because I thought he was cute. And then we started to secretly date. He skated for a big brand and I used to skate too. So we kind of often ended up at the same spots and the same parties without knowing the other one would be there. And it was just so intense. We would look at each other from the distance, knowing it was like our little secret. And thinking about this makes me so nostalgic because I never had the opportunity again to experience that thrill, that thrill of this kind of super mysterious and secret relationship. Like, I just love that so much. And until then, I had only had sex just out of physical desire and with people about my age. But he's the first guy I really felt psychologically attracted to because he was older, more mature. He was so sensitive and we could bond through deep talk. And the first time we were about to sleep together, I thought I was going to have sex, but I ended up making love. I remember that we were in bed and before things get wild, you know, we were kissing and getting hot, but he stopped everything, looked at me and said, talk to me. I was speechless for an instant because his words went straight to my heart. For the first time, I felt like a woman. I felt respected. I felt truly desired. I felt more valued for what I had inside rather than just my body. 
That's when I learned that intimacy is something that you build up by being vulnerable in front of each other, by creating the right space for trust and deep emotional connection. It's not just our bodies that were naked, our souls were too. And I know that women and men think and behave differently, but I think good sex is not just about physical attraction. It's also about the emotions you share. There's this quote from the movie Nymphomaniac from Lars von Trier that says, L'ingrediente secreto del sesso è l'amore, which means love is the secret ingredient to sex. For me, it's so essential that I can, in that moment of intimacy, truly love the person in front of me, even if it's just during that frozen moment in time where our minds and bodies are connected. So yeah, when I was 16 in Australia, I learned how to stop judging myself and others for our practices. I learned some people can genuinely love or feel sexual attraction for many people at the same time. I learned what brings sex to the next level is emotional bond and love. So let's continue my journey while traveling around the world, now moving to Taiwan. And trust me, this is where things get spicy and very interesting. Taiwan is the country I lived in that has brought me the most wisdom. And it's also a place that showed me the wide spectrum of possibilities when it comes to sex. The first thing that surprised me was how open and supportive Taiwanese are with the LGBT community. Because Taiwanese are the first Asians to allow gay marriage. And Taipei actually has one of the biggest pride parades in Asia. There's a lot of like drag queen shows, ballrooms, and I just feel a lot of positivity and support towards the community. And being exposed to that made me seriously question my sexual orientation and my gender identity. It made me ask myself if it's possible that I could feel attracted to women, genderless, or transsexual people. It made me question how I feel in relation to being male or female. Although I still have a long path to walk in the discovery of my sexual identity, and it would be a lie to say I completely know myself when it comes to that. So I told myself, I can only know if I try. I can only learn through experience. That's how I felt. And so I could start exploring it because life knew I was ready and open to it. I think we are in constant communication with the universe and we can talk and we can listen. And in this communication, there is something really special happening and we attract whatever is on our mental frame. I mean, that's what I feel. And we're sensitive beings, so we naturally bond with people emitting vibrations similar to ours. So this story is about a music festival somewhere lost in the Taiwanese mountains where my friends were performing. 
And I keep such a great memory of it. We played Hangdrum together, did Wim Hof breathing exercises, meditated, massaged each other, and we went to hot springs on our way back. The vibe was just so cozy, so mindful, so playful. These people really showed me a different way of enjoying a festival. They showed me what having a community feels like and what unconditional love and generosity are. And I miss them. I miss you guys so much. I have never met a family like that before. And I hope life is treating you well, as you deserve it, and that you're still every day going on incredible adventures. But anyways, that night, me and my two friends that were a couple much older than me went back to the hotel together. And we started playing a card game, asking deep questions to each other like, what are your greatest weaknesses? Or what is something you want to know about someone, but you're afraid to ask? And the conversation quickly turned into some metaphorical discussion about whether or not and how we would have a threesome. I'm not gonna lie, It first scared the shit out of me and it took me a while before I forced myself to go because I wanted to, but I was feeling blocked. But then I just throwed myself in the bed and started kissing the girl. And I realized that when it comes to homosexuality or bisexuality, For some people, it's clear they are one or the other. But I also think that you can position yourself in some in-between because there is such a large spectrum of orientations. And you don't have to define yourself as something because you evolve through time too. Your desires, practices, and manners to express love evolve. Nothing is fixed. I think the most beautiful part of this experience of this threesome is that the three of us felt really connected and in tune with our own bodies and hence more open to listen to what the other bodies were expressing. And the whole experience was so flowing. Everyone was giving and receiving equally. It was like a perfect triangle of balanced out energies. And it was like our three bodies all merged into one mass of some beautiful something. But my friend is very profound and she is much older than me. So obviously she really knows herself sexually. And she really inspired me to embrace my feminine side, accept and fully embody my female energy that I have for a long time repressed out of fear. And I am forever grateful for her for showing me that. And that threesome was also the first time I was introduced to BDSM practices, although it was soft, but that's exactly what I wanted. I was entering a phase of my life where I was becoming so curious to try out everything. But the problem was to find the right person. But I think 
Taiwan is a great country for that, because Taiwanese are so freaky. They look so cute and well behaved, and I always saw them as very shy and introverted people. But some of them can be really naughty. I call my best friend Nayu. 宝贝，谢谢你成为我生命中重要的一部分。我爱你。Um, to ask her about it, she told me that it is really common for them to have sex in their classrooms, in cars, in nature, in hot springs, in the street, and sometimes at a really young age, they're already into BDSM and fetishes. And I asked her, "Why is it like that?" And she replied, "Just to enjoy life." <laughs> Such a simple answer, but that's so true. Sex should be fun. Sex should be about testing and experiencing new things here and there. About allowing yourself to be creative. In Taiwan, I made friends that told me about their orgies, their kinks, like liking to be humil- humiliated and stepped on, or liking to be aggressive and hit, bondage, anal sex, voyeurism. All that was new to me. All these quote unquote. Uncommon sexual desires made me realize that there's still so much I have to explore, so many fantasies, sensations, dynamics to be discovered. And in Taiwan, I remember the first time I was slapped in the face, the first time my partner spit on my face, the first time I engaged in some submissive role play. I felt so fucking aroused and somehow liberated, because in the intimacy of a bedroom, you have the total freedom to become whatever you want to become. You can become a pet. You can become someone younger. You can become a slave. Sex can be a way for me to explore the repressed aspects of my personality, to break free from the conditionings I have received growing up, and to know myself better. Women tend to prefer being submissive, but I think the beauty of BDSM is that you can switch roles and sometimes be the dominant, sometimes be the submissive, because again. It gives such freedom to have that mutual respect and curiosity that you can, without shame or fears, by feeling really safe, just completely surrender to the person in front of you, and in either way, just feel that you completely belong to someone. Let go of your identity and of who you think you are. Being in such role plays, playing scenes, really helps you question: What am I? Really, who am I? Really, you learn how to discover yourself, and the beauty of it is that you don't really know what you're going to find. You play with your senses, you develop physical pleasure, but above all, you unlock psychological barriers. It deconditions you from your blockages, your beliefs that were forced onto you during your childhood, your teenage years, and it really helps you reach sexual fulfillment. It teaches you a total letting go and absolute trust in the other, that can be really empowering in your everyday life too. But BDSM is a practice where you have to educate yourself, and it's better to do it with an experienced partner. It's better 
to take your time, take baby steps, to discover your own boundaries, to make the pleasure, the exploration last through different sessions, getting to know your partner's body and reactions. BDMSM is not just having some random person come and hit you the first time you have sex. It's not having someone like a one-night stand degrade you. That's not BDSM. It's just violence and a lack of respect. BDSM is a practice that is codified. It has rules. You need to make a contract between the dom and the sub, clearly stating your willingness to try different things. So you make a list with yes, no, maybe practices, and you have to stick to that list. You have to respect the other person's boundaries because the values of BDSM are safe, sane, and, re- and consensual. And you also agree on the safe word, which is like a password you use if you really want to stop the game. And there must be the aftercare. Taking time for care is essential. Like, you put the submissive in a warm and cozy setting. You can bring some tea, some food. You're gentle and whisper whisper positive praise to help that person slowly come back to reality. It's about physical comfort, emotional support, safety, and respect. Because... When you unlock that power, you can go really deep in exploring your identities, exploring your fantasies in a healthy setting, because you are an extremely complex being. Sexuality is omnipresent in our society but it is ultimately used as a way to sell something other than sexuality. We use sex to sell cars, to sell fashion, to sell perfumes, and everyone is fine with that. But when someone truly owns their sexuality, it's shameful, it's taboo. Isn't there something wrong with that? Isn't it paradoxical? I quoted a movie from Lars Ventrier earlier in, the, in this podcast because he is one of those artists that confronts us with taboos, people, ideas that challenge us. A movie like Nymphomaniac makes us question why we are uncomfortable. It clashes us, pushes us to rewrite our opinions on things that we don't like to think about, things we don't want to talk about, things we don't want to look at. And that is the kind of art that I want to make as a filmmaker, because despite what we think we know, on the deepest level, we're probably not being truly honest with ourselves. So how can we open or adjust our minds to be more truthful? We have taboos because we avoid to think about what makes us feel uncomfortable. But I think those things that make us feel uncomfortable are a battle that calls to us. We have to face them to discover ourselves. And there's another movie that I went to watch for the fifth time the other day, Eyes Wide Shut. I love how the movie is full of symbolism and metaphors and I admire so much Kubrick's skill to put human nature under a microscope, exploring the connection between our erotic fantasies and our animal side with characters that are confronted to their unconscious desires, like Alice that 
through her dreams, shows us women have the same feelings, fantasies, and temptations as men. Because we have this misconception that only men feel lust and depravity. But all of these perverse, dark, difficult human impulses are universal. Now that I can take a step back and reflect on my sexuality, I realize I've always been conditioned, without being aware of it, by a patriarchal world where women have long been told sex is not for pleasure. That's why the first times I was confronted to sexual energy, I was shocked and I felt ashamed, although there were no reasons why. I was just programmed to think like that. And now I just say fuck to all these misconceptions about sex. I say fuck to all this shame, all these taboos, all this drama. Everyone has right to their pleasure. Everyone can have sex. Everyone can feel those quote-unquote uncommon sexual desires. Everyone is a little bit crazy, but we're just hiding it. Why do we keep pretending we're not? Why do we keep pretending we're like saints? We're humans. We're animals too, aren't we? We're humans. We're animals. (laughs) But (laughs) we're something else too. And that's why I say we're such complex beings. I want to use the Kama Sutra to illustrate this. The Kama Sutra is a 2,000-year-old esoteric Hindu text about a way of living, a philosophy of mystical love. It talks about the liberating, hidden force of human sexuality that allows us to experience ecstasy, to experience the transcendental power of unity. The book talks about how we can use sexuality as a way to expand our consciousness and spiritually awaken by becoming more aware of ourselves and have a deeper experience of life. And I personally experienced this deep dive into the depths of sexual energy when I spent my summer holidays in Portugal when I was 19. That's when I experienced the magic of transcendental sex. I slipped out of reality. I was literally transported out of my body in some primordial void. I felt like I was flying in some entirely new universe, traveling. That was the first time I was fully aware of energy exchange. That was the first time I was aware of giving a sacred part of me to someone and aware of receiving a sacred part from someone. And being that conscious and present felt like a deep meditation. It was like being in trance. There's no thinking involved, no mental constructs of time or space. It's just about to be and let be by fully embracing the present moment. I realized sex can be an experience where physical and spiritual merge. There's no more separation between those realms because you let everything flow through. For me, it was definitely an altered state of consciousness, like being in touch with something divine. And it's not sexual energy anymore. It's just pure energy. 
And this form of alignment and unity between the bodies felt like unity with the universe. I learned that if I can go into a sex act consciously, it becomes a deep meditation, a holy communion, and a dance with the force of creation. But I never told this guy, because I was scared he didn't feel the same. <laughs> But that experience was so beautiful and profound that it completely reshaped my beliefs about sexuality. And it made me feel uplifted and revitalized for a very long time. I felt empowered, confident, strong, grounded. I could see so much beauty in life, beauty all around me. I felt truly recharged and balanced. That's also part of the power of sex. And that's when I understood how important sexual energy is. I understood I need to be aware of it because it could influence me in such a positive or maybe negative way. During those two weeks in Portugal, I had received so much from him that I could feel the uplifting effects even months later. Two bodies communicate when they make love. They're whispering to each other words that are healing. Sexuality, should it be as self-exploration or sharing that exploration with a partner, is empowering. It makes the individual complete. Sexual energy is a really important aspect of our lives. And as a human being and a soul, we have the dignity to be sexually intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, aware and balanced. Sex is a catalyst. It's so powerful that it will amplify whatever is flowing through us. If there is one thing that I want to tell you, it's explore yourself. Embrace your authentic self. Love what you are and don't let anyone tear you down because of your sexual practices, your orientation, your gender, how many partners you've had. It's your well-being, your balance, your happiness. Let's talk about sex more so that we can know ourselves better. Sexual energy is such a precious treasure we have. I think we should be more aware of it. Let's rescue the power of sex from the devastating effects caused by centuries of social taboos and psychological anxieties. Knowing your sexuality is knowing your true self. Because we all have in us a part which remains savage, like animals, with all these instincts. But we also have part with taboos to conform to social norms. These are rules expected from us to have a proper behavior in society. But we also have an aspiration to connect with something that transcends our individuality. The beauty of sex in my eyes is the power we have to explore the different sides of who we are and hence to reach a feeling of plenitude. And of course, we're such complex beings. We all have our past history and this often ends up as a mixed bag inside ourselves. Depending on our cultural or religious background, sex can be seen as something pure and sacred, or it can be associated with guilt and shame. 
And I think it can be difficult to have an open and honest communication about it. It might involve frustrations, generate suffering, internal conflicts, and even trauma. But no matter how painful it may be and the need to heal it, I want to focus my mind on the many good and beautiful things it brings along. And I'm happy I have so many years ahead to experience both known and new delicious ways to fully live my intimacy, to di discover as part of my inner travels different ways to enjoy a rich and luxurious sensuality, combining pleasure with love. Because life is about sharing, because life is fun, because life is flow, because sex feels good. Trying to understand my sexual energy is a way to engage with my feelings, to reflect on how I experience and express emotions. It helps me accept myself for who I am, but it also pushes me to think about what I've been through, where I am, and where I want to go. Take your time, Bella. Learn through experience. Be responsible. Protect yourself. Respect yourself. Express yourself. Be free. Have fun.